Juice in the Morning is a proud partner of Summer Bash Indiana. Summer Bash Indiana is Indiana's first all-inclusive music festival. Sick of being nickel and dime for $12 beers, $5 waters, and parking? How about buying your tickets? Ticket fees and taxes suck. Well, not at Summer Bash Indiana. For only $60, you'll get eight live original rock bands, beer and wine, food, parking, and a hell of a great time with no ticket taxes or fees ever. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 6th at 10 a.m. Presale starts February 28th at 10 a.m., but only if you're signed up for the email list that's located at www.summerbashindiana.com. What a fucking... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly, and with me today is Johnny Bouton back in the uh, Juice in the Morning studio. I've got a new mic. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm, I'm uh, I sold my computer, so everything's brand new again. Everything's just been kind of fucking up this whole time, but it's finally getting put. Uh, what words are getting put to the uh, to the to the pad? I don't know. I'm trying to make something up. Um, but no, how are you doing today, man? Uh, I appreciate you coming over here, Johnny, and uh, doing another quarantine podcast with me. Yeah, I'm about to start punching fucking holes in this your walls. Is, <laughs> this is quarantine week six. Yeah, man, it's been fun. Since we've been doing the podcast, um, I don't know, is that six weeks? Yeah, I think it is. So the groundhog was right, six more weeks of winter. <laughs> that, yeah. And we're stuck yeah. inside for six more weeks. But no, um, you had somebody you wanted to shout out real quick before we introduce our guest for the for the podcast, so go yeah, ahead and do that. a buddy at work, his band, um, I just want to give them a shout out. They're called the Steepwater Band. They just released their album today um, called Turn the Wheel. Um, check them out, they're awesome. They're supposed to be touring Spain and Europe right now, but... Uh, a week before they went on tour, COVID happened. So, yeah, fuck COVID nineteen, right in the butthole. Yeah, and then uh, we've got a guest with us today. Yes, we've got Seth Mis- Mis- Misner. Did I say that right? My, it, yeah, it's uh, it's he, Meisner, Meisner. But people fuck it. People fuck it up all the time, so it's good, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of those people. I apologize. Um, oh no, you're you're good. But you're I good, I brother. appreciate you joining. Uh, you've been somebody that Johnny's talked about quite a bit. Um, being a part of the podcast so uh, what's have you listened to the show very much do you know what what we get into on juice in the morning we like to fuck around a lot but we do get serious sometimes um you know how how familiar familiar are you with the show um i dabble in podcasts generally but i know everyone has its own flavor oh, yeah. um I'm. I feel awful, man, because I really, you know, I wouldn't it, listen to us either. Where, <laughs> I, I no, it's like I've got this long list of, uh, you know, basically homework for myself of shit I got to do. But you know, like I, I'm a mechanic, so mm-hmm. I have nine projects going on all the time, and it seems like even though I'm putting in a shit ton of work, nothing is ever getting done. <laughs> so, you know that that's the the long answer. Uh, of me skirting around the responsibility uh, of no. Oh no, that's that's completely fine, man. Um, like I said, uh, is there any specific podcast that you that you kind of follow on a regular basis, or you know what what's the uh, what's the interesting part of? I feel like Johnny had talked a little bit about you being interested in conspiracy theories and things like that, and I think with this COVID nineteen stuff going on right now, there's a lot of crazy ones flying around out there. I heard on the uh, PTO Unlimited podcast that people are saying like stuff like garlic uh, kills 
kills the virus and um, people are ingesting garlic. Then you just, I mean, I really have no uh, frame of reference, but I just heard or I, my whole news feed and everything on social media has been talking about how Trump told people that uh, Lysol, like injecting Lysol or ingesting Lysol might kill the virus. Is that, is that, are there any of those things you're familiar with as well? Yeah, and I mean, a few things on that. Like, I mean, I'll state first off, I'm I'm pretty apolitical or more uh, uh, libertarian, I guess. If I even had to put a label on it, if, um, yeah. If I was if I was going you know, to put so, a label on whether I was Republican, Democrat, or libertarian, or any of those other things, I feel like libertarian is definitely the way I I I lean towards. Right. So you know, coming from a place of me thinking that most of this, it, it's mostly folks either trying to do what they can with a bad system. Or it's the assholes that make a bad system. Um, you know, those are the two types of politicians you have. Um, and without getting too much, you know, talking about Trump, because he gets enough uh, media time as it is. Yes, he does. Um, I did read exactly what he said. And uh, I, I'm sick of what the media has become. Um, I, I'm actually sick of a, a lot of what you know government and establishments have become because very much so you know we we start looking at the media and it used to be just uh reporting the news but now um and i actually did hear this on a podcast that it's becoming more of uh it's it's more about ratings now and it's more about individuals talking about opinion news opinion pieces uh, because we have the 24-hour news cycle, yep. so they have to fill up that time with their bullshit to get ratings and to keep stuff on the air. So, you know, and, and it kind of depends, like, you know, anymore, uh, what political party do you uh, prescribe to? Okay, so what news are you listening to? And there's people that are holding Trump in this high regard, um, you know, on, on Fox News and more conservative circuits. And then you've got, you know, MSNBC, CNN that are typically more likely to bash on him, which I'm not saying that he's doing a good or bad job. Um, but to get to the question, when I read the article, it had stated that he had asked his health advisors and, and uh, doctors if there was a solution in where they could inject a disinfectant into individuals, which Trump's not a doctor. He's not right. a lot of things, you know? So well, that's what he's I was... saying we, we should look into that, you know? So that's what he's saying. And then the media grabbed a hold of it and they turned it from a question and an inquiry into a statement. Right. And now this is running like wildfire. So I'm looking at it from my, uh, unique perspective of thinking they're both moronic. Yeah, right. Like, oh my God. Like, this is what news has become. Like, even if you watch the 11 o'clock news, it doesn't really matter because the first place that you are most likely to get your political, uh, your political or any other type of knowledge is something that is trending on a social media. Page. Yeah, I mean, 90% of my news or things that come out, I got from Twitter, Facebook, um, something like that. Because so you're part of the problem. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm part <laughs> oh, of the problem. We all do it. We all do it. <laughs> you learned... know, like, uh, you know, the other day, I, w I was reading uh, another article on Facebook, and of course, 
I shared it, um, you know, without doing a whole lot of uh, checks on it. So I'm outing myself there. But uh, uh, there were a lot of uh, Chinese students here in America, and namely this one in New York, that were paying upwards of $20,000 for private plane tickets to get back to their country. Holy cow. Um, huh. You know, and, and we could go into, to, oh, why, why they would do that, but basically, you know, we weren't prepared for this. Nobody was, but we've especially failed. Um, but this kid had the virus, and he went back to his city, and this is, I think, uh, it's a city very close to Russia, of about 10 million people, and he had come into contact with 70 people that then caught the virus. He's like patient uh, so zero shut, for that town. <laughs> yeah, so they shut down the city, so it's a second wave, you know, yes. and very much the, the only correlation we can see between COVID and the Spanish flu so far, and I want, I want to make this clear, the only correlation is that there is the possibility of a second wave right just like there was with spanish flu because people thought the first wave was over they're like oh we can go outside so they all gathered in large groups the war just ended things were good oh sounds a lot like so a georgia and texas are about to start <laughs> opening everything back up I'm, I'm ready to i'm ready to uh be able to get tested for the antibodies to see if i'm if i'm like not immune, but if I have like a antibody built up against the virus, just because they there's a lot of those uh, conspiracy theories that it was here before we started hearing about it, if that makes sense. And I had one of the, the weirdest cold slash flus that I ever had in about, I want to say like between December, January, and like February. I can't remember exactly. I can't nail down the exact date, but... I was three weeks of work in December. And I was like, I couldn't breathe. And I'd never had a flu symptom where it felt like it was hard for me to walk up and down the steps with my, with my breathing. So it could be possible that I, you know, I'm getting older. So like the flu affected me more than it ever did before. But I would like to see if it's possible that that's something that we may have gotten already recovered from it. And now we potentially have antibodies. Well, they're able to track, um, they're able to track the strains and where they come from. They actually found out that the North American strain had not initially come from China, but had actually come from Europe. Oh, wow. Um, and it is very likely that it was here uh, long before. Uh, because like you're saying, you know, like I was sick three times between, I believe it was January and March. And the last time that I was sick, I've had pneumonia one time in my life, which I'll make it very clear. This is essentially uh, a type of pneumonia. Mm -hmm. That's that's what this is. And I, the last time I was sick in March, I really thought I had pneumonia. You know, like you're saying, I couldn't breathe. I felt like my lungs were stuffed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I i went over to my parents house because my uh my mom is an rn hey my mom is so, too <laughs> yeah you know because you know i'm a poor boy i'm not gonna go to the med clinic so i'm like hey mom get your stethoscope can you check out my lungs i need to know if there's fluid or if there's crackling and she checked me out and she's like you sound fine you know and i'm i'm standing here barely able to breathe barely able to hold myself up like what the hell are you talking about there's no way <laughs> Right. You know, and then uh, within it lasted for about two weeks. And of course, being that I'm a, I'm like the last generation of, of 
smokers. You know, we're all dying out. Um, <laughs> Me you know, too. It's but, it's still uh, it's still very prevalent, man. Oh yeah. yeah, but the worst thing is when you get anything upper respiratory, you're going to be hacking and coughing for like anywhere from two to six weeks. Yeah. After whatever you get. Yep. So, I mean, that definitely happened with me, and finally I started to recover, but I still noticed, like, I don't feel the same before or now that, like I did before, I caught those three, whatever they were. Yeah, and and that's a, it's it's something that's very, very interesting. I, I want to kind of uh, touch on some of the, the things that have kind of gone on with um, – you know, stuff that I've seen, I posted it on social media. There was a guy sitting next to us at the, uh, grocery store pickup because you can do the click list now where you have people buy your groceries for you, bring them out to your car. I looked over to my right guy's got a mask and, uh, gloves on smoking a cigarette. And I was like, first of all, that's, I mean, like he took, I mean, he takes his mask off to smoke the cigarette, which good for him. He didn't just cut a hole in it, but also (laughs) he's smoking a cigarette with gloves on. Like that's the, the least, protective way to be wearing your your uh rubber gloves yeah. i think you saw me at walmart I'm that guy. <laughs> i am i i do that and even i'm sitting there in my truck thinking like so, like if somebody sees me doing this something's going through their brain like this guy is you know i was just trying to figure what, it out what, because what i was like what what are you what are you protecting yourself from because you just pulled out your pack of cigarettes that got handled by the um, probably the gas station clerk you open them up and then you're putting it in your Multiple mouth gas station clerks because somebody's got to put yeah, it on the shelf you're putting it in your mouth go. with the gloves on like might as well just not even wear the gloves is what i'm saying See, before I stopped here, I got gas, and, like, I, I haven't – I've taken it seriously, but not to the, that extent. But as I was getting gas, I was like, how many motherfuckers have touched this gas handle since I've been here? When was the last time it was right. cleaned, you know? Well, and, and it's something that we've we've thought about a lot more. And, you know, I know you're not supposed to touch your face as I do that this entire podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just I, – I, I'm kind of – I'm kind of over the – you know, talking about it, I think that we should uh, kind of move on to just different stuff just because everybody's dealing with this all day, every day. Um, so right. Johnny had mentioned that you, I mean, like that you had been into conspiracy theories and you guys had some deep talks. What is something that... Not him and I. He's just a fascinating person to listen to his conversations. Okay. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. All right. Well, let's get but into... I've got a question on... Uh, I noticed that, you know, you, you've got a little forge going on. You're starting to, you know fold some steel and stuff man that's kick-ass because that's something i've always wanted to get into but it's one of those that i always put on the back burner because it's like eh, why would i why would i do that you know i'd suck at it whatever like uh it's like it, but i assume it's like a form of meditation when you're working with that steel is that what how do you feel as you're doing it like is yeah it's I'm just curious so you, so wait you're building weapons cutlery you know? Oh, nice! Yeah, I, I would say just like like yeah, I've got a I've got a broadsword in the works. And, Hell yeah! Fuck know, yeah! I'm actually I'm I'm in the process of moving, so it's it's difficult for me to actually justify uh, working on these things that are just passion projects. But like um, one, I know the viewers or the listeners won't be able to see, it, but I can show you guys this. Um, this right here. Oh, I want one so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still in the works. This is a uh, Serbian, uh, I believe it's pronounced Gujani. But basically, it is a 
everything cleaver knife. Yeah, man, you know? it's good for kitchen outdoors. <laughs> it's, it's that's awesome. pretty sweet. Yeah, like you know, and that's that's one example. I'm working on a wood chopping machete for a buddy, and yeah, yeah. I'm underselling myself on the prices of these right now. And really, it's it's close. It's close friends that have reached out to me for this, and I've told them it's kind of it's whatever you want to pay. Because I know that people are financially struggling yeah. uh, through this, but also, you know, it's something that I do really enjoy doing, and that's it's important to say that because it really is uh, a passion project. Yeah, you know, um, there's there's so many fine details that go into this, and a lot of tedium, you know. And I love detail work. You know, right. I love working with uh, with metal and wood, and you know, just every little detail that goes into it, you develop a relationship with each one of these things that you craft because like as a mechanic, there is such, there's such a beauty and a great feeling to being able to fix something or to be able to build something that has moving parts and actually does something. But when it comes to uh, these knives and the cutlery, it's like you're making something very personal for somebody that's going to be using this for the rest of your, their lives. And the idea is to make something that they can pass on to their kids or their grandkids and something that maybe even one day will end up in an antique store. Cause like, I love going right. to antique stores and when I find stuff like this, especially when I know it looks handmade, it's like, what's the story here? Right. Yeah. That's so, that's oh. awesome. But yeah, um, yeah, so- I, I I do not forge yet. I just do cold forge, which is basically carving it out of a solid piece of metal. Okay, oh, okay. No, um, that's that's pretty sweet. And then anybody listening, the 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 device he showed us is it looks like a, a meat cleaver basically, but like in a different shape slightly. Um, but it's something that is handmade, so it's pretty dope. And it, if you're making a sword. I mean, I would really like a sword a for the Juice sword. in the Morning uh, <laughs> podcast room. We might, like, hang it up on the wall somewhere, have it, like, uh, you know, prominently displayed. Just let us know if, you start, if, you're, if you're interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, that's the thing. When I started making this, I get on these random spurts of, like, oh, I'm just going to make this thing, you know? And then it's like, <laughs> oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> now i got now I got to finish it. But, you know, the thing is, I'm looking at this like, ah, some nerd will want to pick it up for a Renaissance fair. But, you <laughs> Actually, know, like, where are those guys? Like, <laughs> which? Yeah, it's like, I want to make it, but I don't want to keep it because it's like, what the hell am I going to do with this right. thing? Uh, dead, dead man that's in the chat, Miguel Pedroza said, that method is called stock removal. I don't know what that, I don't know if that's what you're doing with the, uh, with the, with the working on the, uh, the metal or what. Um, he, he, I wanted to get his, his, uh, comment out there cause he thinks that we're ignoring him or if he's muted on the, on the chat. So. Well, and as you were talking about the COVID thing earlier, he said a majority of people are not familiar with germ theory. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I, I don't am, get uh, it. I have no idea fucking deal what germ theory is. I'm going to go well, it later. It, it, well, even, you know, saying the words germ theory, which I'm sure is just a common nomenclature, but this isn't a germ; it's a virus. And when we look at germs, point. not not the like germs typically 
uh, revolve around bacteria. And I'm not going to like get into all the <laughs> nitty gritty of the biology because I'm not a biologist. Right. I'm not an epidemiologist. You know, I, uh, I enjoy studying things, but I'm not an expert on shit. And I'll just go ahead and tell you guys that I'm a, I'm an expert on knowing that I don't know anything and that I want to know more. Yeah, I'm an so, expert on knowing I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I assume, I assume yeah. though, do you, do you, uh, yeah, do you just like... Uh, it, but, like, when it, when it comes down to the difference between bacteria and viruses, and, and this is some amazing stuff. If you want to have your mind blown, just do a little bit of research on viruses because bacteria are living organisms. They're these little shits that get into your body and they basically have a party. They start to fucking multiply and boom. Now you have a bacterial infection. So they find a good place to kind of roost down and start to create havoc. Um, whereas viruses are strands of RNA. So in your genetic makeup, you have DNA and RNA. So DNA is the building blocks of what makes you you. And RNA, I can't explain what the hell that is. Because it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like electricity and magnetism. I know how it all works, but it's still magic. Right. But RNA is is part of the building blocks of life so there there's a lot of uh contention on whether or not um viruses are living organisms or if it's just building blocks but when you catch these viruses they actually are able to go into your body get into a cell disguise itself and create more of itself so that's why we can't use antibiotics to kill it because it's not a living organism. Yeah, highly highly underrated movie, Osmosis Jones. Dude, one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's got that guy that I think he's like, I don't know, maybe he's the Spanish flu or something like that. He's something that's uh, pretty bad in his, uh, in a, as a virus. Hey, Chris Rock sounds fucking good. As, no, no, I don't think it's Chris, Chris Rock does. either, is it? It is, it is Chris Rock, right? I don't think it's Chris Rock. Dude, I know my movies, bitch. I'm going to look it up. So our friend Taylor has a question. I'm just curious to see how you feel about it or, you know, how you would respond. Um, she said, okay, so explain to me, if people are so against the stay-at-home order thinking that the government is just trying to kill down the population so people then rebel and go outside, why do those people then choose to go also outside and protest against the stay-at-home order? Also. Basically contradicting themselves and putting them into the quote-unquote population uh, that I think she meant that said the government is trying to kill down. And I'm going to say uh, real quick before you answer or we dive into that question anymore, <laughs> if she gets smart ass in the comments again, she's getting booted. <laughs> you hear oh, that? No, I, I you hear love that, it. Like, <laughs> now, in the, in the funny thing is, I want to say before I answer the question, um, a lot of people are scared or don't oh, know what's right. going on, which makes people pretty irrational. And everybody staying at home has flocked to the internet. So it's made this like gorgeous cesspool of trolls. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if you even post a meme of anything remotely political, holy shit, do they start coming out of the woodwork. So at this point, I'm just like, cool. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you have opinions that you like. You know, I don't, I just, I, I, you know, like, what the fuck, man? Like, how, you shouldn't be alone. Talk to somebody, you know? Do you like, I talk to my tools. I talk to my tools. They don't talk back. That's why I like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, why are people going out and protesting? 
the simple answer for you. <laughs> They're fucking morons. There's, there's a there's a simple answer and there's a psychological answer. The simple answer is that people are morons. Yeah. That's that's the simple answer. The deeper psychological answer is that there is a lot of misinformation floating around. Um, like we were talking about earlier on Facebook, anybody can post some bullshit. And if it's worded well enough, it's not necessarily the content is is what gets people. It's how it's worded. It's what the palatability is. Because I can bullshit somebody all day, but if I say it nice enough, you might just buy it. <laughs> or if you say it so, with enough conviction, that's why that's how people know that we're really good liars. Because if you say it without oh yeah. without any uh, any hesitation in your voice, people are more likely going to believe you. And Justin's oh yeah, one like, of the best like liars I, I've I ever love met. cults. <laughs> I love cults for that reason, man. You you research cult leaders, they're a million <laughs> miles out of their goddamn minds. But they, holy shit, they. they they could sell you anything. Well, if they would have gone to car sales, they'd be millionaires. <laughs> Apparently, that uh, Waco show on—is it Netflix? Is, yeah, is pretty good. Netflix. I haven't—I haven't watched it, and I really know nothing about it. I think it's Wild West Country is the one I've been want to check out. Wild Wild, Wild Country or Wild Wild is Country. the one about the Rajneesh cult. That what is that? Is even it about? wild? Um, in the nineteen seventies, there was a. Uh, there, there was a man from India, and like, don't get me wrong, he he basically fit like the wise man on the mountain type of role. I can't remember what his name is for the life of me. Moses? Um, no, no, <laughs> no. But he looks like Moses. Okay. So this guy, like, basically, he was just an excellent speaker, is what it came down to. And he started a spiritual movement in the 1970s that eventually moved over to the United States. Um, and this was just a little after the free love movement. I believe it was 19. You got you guys can totally you know Google this and and uh, verify this. But it was in about the mid 70s. So they go over into Montana and buy about 600,000 acres, I believe, of just middle of the nowhere shitland. Nobody wants it. So they buy this land. People start flocking in. They make their own town. They have a private airport. Like, it's fucking insane, man. Okay, and they I'm started taking pushing that out. out the locals in the town next to them that were like, we don't want these fucking nut, nut pegs over here, man. Get them out. You know? So, like, there ended up being a war between the local townspeople and, uh, and the cult. So yeah, like definitely, and you know, and I'm not even giving anything away by telling. Is that, that where the Far Cry game came from? <laughs> there, Far Cry Five or something, I think. Far I Cry no Five had inspiration from uh, the project at Heaven's Gate, uh, Jonestown. Uh, let's see, the Rajneesh probably did have. Dude, I'm uh, just gonna start like reading about cults i just pulled up a web page that said the, Dude, the 20 do. most terrifying cults 20 yeah Ugh. well i feel like chicks are into serial killers and dudes like we got to get on to cults fellas <laughs> yeah they, <laughs> they love serial you gotta killers, have that man. thing yeah you know, i, I want to make a stereotype for guys it's like man all guys just all guys just love cult leaders <laughs> well like, why wouldn't you though why wouldn't you uh the number one that keeps showing up when I look up cults is Scientology. I didn't even know. I didn't think Scientology was oh, a cult. Man. I just thought that that was a religion. You can go deep into that one, bro. Just 
Just leave it alone. Scientology is so silly. One of my favorite it things is. about Scientology, though, and you don't I'll have never it. forget this, is South Park doing the episode where they're like <laughs> describing the religion, and at the bottom of the screen, they're like in big bold letters, "This is what they actually believe." Yeah. Like, and it's like flashing so that you you're aware that all this crazy stuff that they're saying is what they is their actual but religion. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have a strong enough legal team to do that. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't. I'm not scared of Scientology. We, we we're, like a, we're like a speck <laughs> of dirt underneath their fingernail. Like, they're not going to be worried about us. Um, and if they are, come and get me, buddy. I'm not worried about it. I started watching the one good on story. the yoga dude. That was weird. Oh, the yoga the dude? Chakram, whatever his Bikram, name is. Bikram, Bikram yoga? Yeah. I don't know about that guy either. That shit was weird. I feel, I feel like... I had to stop watching it and be like, what the fuck is going on? I feel like the root of most cults is the root of most things, which is some guy was really good at talking to people and talking to groups of people and wanted to have sex with a lot of. And it's a lot of hippie rednecks and and Indian dudes. They did it. They're always the leaders. (laughs) They were actually. Yeah, man. Like, you you don't got to. You don't got to put a lot of fertilizer down on those seeds. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's the thing. This is how cults work is there's a lot of people out there, even intelligent folks. They're just looking for something to get behind. They want to be a part of something. Li- yeah, but they don't like the status quo. Like, I, w- I told my girlfriend, I said, listen, if all this shit doesn't work out, I'm starting a cult. That's what I'm doing. That's that's my game plan. My retirement plan is to win the lottery. We're going to see how well that goes. Yeah. Just keep buying them scratch offs. That's, that's really Talk safe. That's a really safe bet right there. Um, oh yeah, it's 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 bulletproof. No, I. Uh, oh, that's another thing that I wanted to get into. Just since we're kind of on the cult thing. Um, I made a joke on Twitter that got me a bunch of shit. Basically, um, basically, so that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a. I think it's. I thought it was a good comment. It wasn't even like I was trying to be a dick. I was just kind of joking about something. Basically, um, was it? I think it was Tom. It was either Bert Kreischer or Tom Segura posted like, "Hey, check out my special on Netflix or whatever." And right. I was reading through the comments just because I like to click on those and see how people respond to that. And somebody like posted, hey, you know, if you like this, you know, you should join the cult and be one of the babies with Chris D'Elia. And I, I understand like because I listen to all those podcasts and like I understand how they have like friendships and they like shit with the, like fuck with each other. And I was like, hey, this is really weird that you are doing this free advertising for a comedian who does not give two shits that you exist. And um, then just my notifications Did blew you just up. fucking say that, bro? Like, I got I got probably 30 or 40 comments of people like, "Oh, he's not a he's not part of the, you know, group or whatever and he's a bitch and like all this shit." And I was like, "I don't give a fuck. You guys are going <laughs> way nuts about this." And it's the fact that like yes, support the people you like, the stuff that you like, but like what really got to me was these group of this group of people are just going nuts and supporting and promoting somebody that's already to the top of the echelon. And I guarantee you, if any of their friends are starting a podcast or doing anything independently, they don't care. They don't try to share it. They don't try to do anything for those people. And then, then one of the guys that was talking back and forth with me was like, Hey, how much money have you made from uh, doing your shitty podcast that nobody listens to? And I was like, Oh, 
I've got exact numbers here for you, buddy. And you got I like, like $74, <laughs> bitch. I sent, him, I sent him a couple of messages back like, oh, it's doing just fine, my friend. And uh, this isn't my full-time gig, so fuck off. <laughs> but no, it was just, it was, a, it was, a, it was a fun uh, back and forth thing. The question that I wanted to ask both of you guys, though, since I've got you in here, is what is it about people that want to share and promote somebody that is already essentially, in my opinion, made it as opposed to their friends or family that are trying something new that they've never done before. Like it's taken us the juice in the morning podcast. It took me, I mean, this is going on almost five and a half years of doing this show that just now friends and family are starting to share it and you're welcome. Be be a part of it. (laughs) Right. Johnny thinks it's part Uh, of him, but it's not shit. Didn't Uh, start getting better till I got here, bitch. (laughs) I, I really think it's it's like, of course, we like what we like, you know, and there's comfort in that. But, you know, if you're promoting that person, it, it you know, it could be for several reasons, too. It could be either because like, hey, I genuinely like this person. I want other people to like them, too. Or, you know, on a darker note, it could simply just be like if I promote this person maybe they're going to help me out. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I'm going to get closer to the cheese, so to speak, you know? <laughs> That's yeah, what and, I did. Look, it, where, look yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, and I could be wrong. I mean, this podcast really is just going to be, you know, however long of me discrediting the shit out of myself and all of my <laughs> No, I, I just, like, and one of the things I thought immediately was uh, the reason that they they support and probably try to push these these people that have already, in my opinion, made it is the same, like is because they want that person to notice them. And the person that was going back and forth at me, the hardest was recognized on the podcast of like being part of the cult, because that's what Dalia calls all of his like following of his podcast is the cult. So I guess it makes sense. And I just need to get better at marketing. And then maybe people will, will join the, the cult of juice of the morning, you know? Well, like we, we very much as humans have tribal mentality, you know, and, and this is something people like to gloss over, especially in this day and age. Like I'll go out in the ledge and say that a lot of things that people call racism is uh, just natural tribalism yep. in people. 100%. It's the same. It's the same reason why we pick sports teams and why we like one thing over the other. We're taught to do this shit our entire lives. But, you know, then you start getting into social policing and even. Like, I just uh, finally finished 1984, What a Mind Fuck. It's good. And it seems to me, the more and more I look at it, it's like, okay, we're getting into, uh, you know, uh, the parties are becoming stronger. There's the fucking thought police. Like, if you're not allied with something and try to have an open conversation and share an opinion, hold on to your nuts because <laughs> you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. For, for trying to even, you know, it, it's not like you're trying to make a statement. It's like, hey, here's all the variables. Instead of just picking three out of ten, let's look at all ten and see how they correlate. Like, I don't, I don't understand why having honest conversations to mitigate problems is such a problem, other than the fact that it doesn't fit with people's emotional attachment to their bullshit narrative. Right. And that drives me fucking insane it's like 
you don't have the ability actually no i won't even say you don't have the ability you have the ability to think for yourself but there's it's either there's so much bullshit out there that you're just trying to keep up or you're just a lazy fuck who doesn't want to put in a little bit of effort or maybe you're scared maybe like believe me the world's scary you're finding this out now with the covid shit right the world's scary we still live in nature folks we're part of nature i don't care how much horse shit you throw into society <laughs> we're on a or giant how rock specific... <laughs> yeah. we're on an organic yeah. spaceship flying through the universe man <laughs> yeah yeah bunch I mean... of fucking evolved monkeys on a rock flying through gases and missing other rocks trying to fuck us up well and and you you bringing up that point is exactly what i was thinking like i actually i think i had another post that i was like uh on social media just like you know back when i was younger i was like oh man it's gonna be really sweet when we like colonize mars and we like have these like off-world colonies and we're 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 not ever going to be tied to earth and we're going to have all this cool technology and then i'm like but this virus just knocked us out, knocked us for a fucking loop, and it came from this Earth. Like, imagine what's gonna, what kind of problems we're gonna face at Mars. We are not evolved enough to be able to, like, think that any of the stuff that we thought was gonna be around when we were kids is ever gonna be around in our lifetime. Right. I mean, like, Mars has a ridiculous amount of radiation because its atmosphere is there in the hours. Yeah. So if we wanted to terraform Mars, sure, we could do it. But, it, you know, at what cost? Dude, I just yeah. went down a and rabbit. What, I just went down a rabbit hole. what is it, six hole. years to get there? Well, yeah. And I went down a <laughs> rabbit hole of a guy that um, made a video about how all the renderings of, like, our colonies on Mars are all these, like, dome things. And this guy was like, oh, actually, <laughs> it's like the atmosphere being what it is, all like building a dome and then filling it with oxygen so that we can survive is actually causing the dome to rise. So then we would have to put in this like extreme construction to keep the uh, the dome tethered to the to the planet. So he was like, so my idea is we make this like sectioned off type thing that's in a square. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like this. Well, that's what he was saying. Like to to be able to expand those domes, you would have to tunnel like a gerbil cage to like get to the next dome. And like the labor intensity to build those and to expand would just be way too much for us to handle. We're fucking idiots, dude. We're a bunch of fucking we. I, as a kid, thought all adults were so much smarter than they are, and I deal with it on a regular basis now and see now that really we're not that smart. Oh, yeah, as a kid, you look around, you're like, oh, they haven't figured it out. They know what the fuck they're doing. And then you become an adult, and you're like, oh, my God, nobody has nobody any knows. fucking clue what they're doing nobody on, does. on this ride. Well, it's like, it's all know, an act. I, I had a babysitter when I was a kid. I thought she was, like, 20. She was 13 fucking years old. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm like, you're an adult. And then you get to be the adult, and then you're like, oh, shit. Every, dude, like, everybody's basically legally retarded. It's really not, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, oh, I, no. I've said this before. It's not that much better. Um, One monkey's conf- more confident than the other, and that's, you know, it's just a chain of that. Um, well, there were... I like uh, I like Miguel Pedroza's um, comment also. That's more the Epstein mes- method. There's also these bullshit stories of people like Bieber that caught the attention of some celebrity, and look where he is now. That does make sense. There is, but I think right now with our our society, the way that social media and everything works now, like I really 
believe that we're we're evolving to a place where I mean, you will have a hit on something and it's gone. Like I know they had 15 minutes of fame like crack? back in the day, but no, like oh, now yeah. it's going to be like you had a 28 second video on TikTok and that's the f- biggest fame you're ever going to have in your entire and life. And the Chinese and nobody will ever nobody will ever know who you are after that ever again. And I, I don't mean, understand. Uh, I've never heard any of your Chinese government bullshit <laughs> about TikTok. Is there any Chinese like is there some conspiracy theory about Chinese government and TikTok? Oh, dude, like China, China is nothing but a conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> they like, lie that's, about that's everything. That's all they do is they like they have all the information. They know what's going on, but they're just like, nope, shut down, kill everybody. That they're basically like North Korea light. And I don't know if I'm going to get targeted <laughs> by China now for say, for saying that. I don't know that's if they're going to awesome. fuck me up, but <laughs> yeah, gets, like like he gets North- a failed nuke to his house. Like North Korea, I, I hate to make a political comparison, but like North Korea is basically the Republican Party, and China is the Democrats. So like North Korea isn't hiding any of their shit; they're just brazen and fucking terrible. And then China's like, we we want to look good, but we're still going to be awful. That's what we want to do. Yeah, so they do it, and they do it really well. Like they put Russia to shame, man. And like and I don't know if you ever, if you ever like <laughs> listen to Putin. Putin scares me, man. He really does, because I'm like, oh, he's not dumb, and he's not fucking around. It's like, Dude, this guy. He's stone cold, it. man. Putin, Putin's played 18 holes of golf and shot 18. That's how good he is. <laughs> I'm serious. Wow. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. that's, that's what he, like, I mean. I, I'm just I, not I, even I, listening to your voice I, anymore. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight it, dude. If I was like, I mean, if I could trade places with Putin, I probably would, man. Being the dictator of like of a con- entire country. I saw him jump out of a lake uh, and ride a bear home, dude. And I can. Yeah, talk- you got you got to be a sociopath to be Putin. And I really believe this. <laughs> ding, ding, if if ding, you want to be an effective leader, you have to be a sociopath. <laughs> That's the only way to do it because. Whether it's a politician or a cult leader, there's not really that much of a difference. Maybe the size of your flock and the bullshit coming out of your mouth, you know? Like, it might be a little crazier, but is it? All this is insane. The the construct of society is insane. The only reason it's not to us is because we've become desensitized to it. Oh, yeah. And I just want to catch this alley-oop and dunk it real quick from our producer, BJ Robbins, that said TikTok got fined by the FCC for mishandling info. Where is China in that? So suck my dick, bitch. Where is China in that? Tell me me where China comes from with FCC violation. So exactly. So the, your dunk just so, got swatted out the so, fucking gym, bitch. No, so as the information was traveling through the continuum transfunctioner, it, <laughs> Zoltan. No, uh, thanks for joining, BJ, though. I appreciate it, buddy. I love you. You're going to have a great time uh, editing this podcast. Thank you so <laughs> Taylor much. Taylor said I would at least rename myself Putang. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. What would... We were we were talking we were talking. Oh, it's owned by a Chinese company. So suck my dick as I dunk this and drop these balls. It still in your face. doesn't matter yeah. that it's owned by China. They're not whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, That's you- what's fun about this. Like, there's so many rabbit holes we could go down, and I want to make very clear: that- conspiracy theories interest me, but I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist Same. because those people are fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. They will. They will yeah. eat up. Like when when it first came out that 
they were saying that it was very likely that the you know the current virus that we're dealing with came out of a lab in Wuhan, China. It's like okay. What about the five so G towers too? Okay, <laughs> let me explain. You're popping up everywhere, man. Let let me explain some shit about what's called a uh, VFR, which is or uh, yeah, basically it's very high frequency. Okay, is it PHR? Um. It doesn't travel very far, which is why there's a shit ton of towers. Um, it's a higher frequency. It's using more energy, but it can't pass through a lot of shit. Whereas AM frequency, which is like very low frequency, that can pass through a lot of stuff. It's got a lot of broadband, but it doesn't use a lot of energy, which is why the military uses that. But the 5G, it just – they're the way that I like to explain it to people is essentially say you've got a six-lane highway – in LA and there's there's more and more cars on that highway as people were moving there now you can't expand that highway but let's say that you can make the cars go faster so hmm. what they're doing is put so they're putting more energy into this to be able to basically keep the speed going they want faster, 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 faster because uh, so radio waves. <laughs> I'm just sorry, sorry. Just apply more power, man. <laughs> just, just, just hook a 12 volt up to your balls. Um, sorry about that. Don't, please don't do that. Disclaimer: Do not hook a 12 volt battery up to your balls, or or do and tell or me do. what happens. And, and maybe it's a maybe it's a fantastic sorry time that we your, never knew about. Sorry to fuck up your train of thought there. Continue. <laughs> no, I, I had to insert you're, you're that. You're totally good. So, like radio waves. This is actually what's crazy about radio waves too. Is there. They're finite. They're a part of nature that we just fucking discovered, and we're like, "Oh, that's cool. Let's put stuff in it." Because <laughs> it must have been dudes. Because that's that's always dudes. Oh, that's cool. Let's fuck it with something. So we <laughs> fucked it with a bunch of information and figured out that we could do that. So we're like, "Sweet, that's cool." But we started to clog it up, especially when, um, you know, like I I'm under the belief, and we can touch on this afterwards. The internet completely changed and, in my opinion, ruined the world. It ruined the fucking world. But You know, they the say the internet, Amish people are the happiest people statistically in the world because they... They're not. Don't listen to them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck they're whoever not. says they're, that. Yeah, they're, they're oppressed as fuck. <laughs> you get they up at six lives. in the goddamn morning and have to, like, plow by hand <laughs> or with a horse... And you're seeing some guy driving down the road in a John Deere <laughs> air conditioned GPS track. You're not fucking happy. If they were super if they were super happy, they wouldn't have a like holiday for when they get to a certain age called Rumspringa and let them decide whether or not they're gonna follow their favorite. Hey man, I saw it on the internet, so it's gotta be true. <laughs> right. It's hey man, worst. meth is a huge problem in the Amish community. Yeah. Apparently it's really and, and I get why. You you got fucking fifty chores a day to do. Yeah, you want them you want them done by lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, man. Smoke up, Johnny. Does it have electricity in it? Okay, we're good. <laughs> they might be smoking it out of a light bulb, but they're not actually using the light bulb, right? Well, I mean, you know, God damn it! <laughs> I'm looking through my notes here. It's like I can't follow up with that. Um, to finish on the 5G towers, sorry for the 
the non sequitur. <laughs> so there's a lot of them because oh, that's, they that's don't they, they don't go very far. That's that's just the way that v, uh, VHR or v, I keep calling it VHR VFR works. It doesn't go very far, so they have a lot of these towers going up now. Electro uh, electromagnetism and electroradiation, like it, this, is way less than X-rays or a CT machine. Like, unless you are right by this thing, it's not gonna do what you think it's gonna do to you. Now, when I worked on aircraft, um, I won't say for what company, just because. Um, but when I worked on aircraft at a repair station. Whenever they would do uh, the radar tests, like we couldn't be in front of that because it's right there on the nose cone. But once they apply electricity to that radar, electromagnetic radiation is generated. And if you're in front of that, it can give you radiation poisoning. It'll fuck you up. No shit. So I'm and, like, all they, this, so. they did find when they were putting, you know, uh, this might even be a conspiracy, so don't quote me on it. But when they were putting these towers on top of schools and shit they were finding more cancer within these people so yes everything that we do does have a reaction but just because they're saying oh well you know it's making it so people are getting sick and having the fight that's not necessarily true and until there's data to back that up it's just you know we're throwing out speculation which is fine and well but you can't take speculation and call it an empirical fact and by spreading that and not saying, hey, let's just be aware that this is possible instead of saying, this is definitely what's happening. You know, don't be a fucking Alex Jones. As much <laughs> as I love to listen to that guy, don't fucking be that guy. <laughs> right. Don't be that guy. So, you know, yeah, but he's it, so awesome. God damn it, Alex Jones. Yeah. You cocksucker. Turn the fucking frogs gay. <laughs> cool, man. Hell so, yeah. Like, so, in conclusion. My balls are safe with my phone in my pocket because that's all I'm worried about. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Sitting on your phone might not be safe. Well, your phone, like, I wouldn't worry about the transmissions that it's receiving. I would worry about the battery overheating in your pocket and blowing yeah. up. Yeah. Blowing and that's a problem right that off. they had with vapes for a while. <laughs> I've seen those videos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. With, well, with battery charging, like, some batteries. You know, I had to take a whole battery class, and it fucking sucked. I hated it. Um, but with batteries, there are certain ones that you can charge really fast because of the way that they're made and the way that they distribute power. Um, but there's a process, well, not even a process, a condition called thermal runaway, where the chemicals inside of these batteries, if if you charge them up, you know, this shit's getting hot. That's That's a product of energy is heat. Yeah. So while you're charging this up, if those chemicals go past a certain point of temperature, they're just going to take off, and that will blow up the fucking battery. And especially if you're dealing with lead acid, um, you're now going to have acid gas all over the place, breathing yeah. that shit, and then getting it on your eyes. So, like, you know, this stuff's no joke. And, I mean, I've conceded from the work that I do – I'm probably not gonna live past fifty, and that's cool. You know, that's yeah. I don't. I don't want kids. I want dogs. So fine. They'll they'll be dead in twenty years. I'll be dead in twenty five. It's fine. It all works out. You know. And I don't. I don't have to get my retirement plan to win the lottery. So I figured this all out. 
So, so you, the only way that you can look uh, gayer than when you're smoking a vape is when your dick's blown off by the battery blowing up in your pants of your vape. Coming from a motherfucking Juul user. I don't use a Juul. It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. I'm on the, I'm on the real stuff because it's actually supposedly better for my lungs than the Juul, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're putting a bunch of liquid into your lungs. Yep. And, like, it's not like it's a, uh, a humidifier where it's on the other side of the room and it's dispersing to a wide area. Right. You're straight up putting this shit in and, you know, how many ever times that you put up to your mouth. And the thing that fucks me up is, like, I grew up my whole life seeing cigarette butts on the ground. And, you know, terrible for the environment, sure. But, you know, it was just a normal thing that I saw. But now it's funny because the new cigarette butts are just seeing these little jewel extracts jewel all over. The- yeah, I'm just looking at this shit like, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm the old man that's like, ah, oh, these fucking kids smoking fucking <laughs> jewels. You know, but I was here trying to flip phone. <laughs> well, what, what I what I have said, and I've been I've been public about it, like, um, you know, I do smoke pretty I mean I wouldn't say I smoke like uh like a pack a day or anything but I smoke probably a pack of cigarettes a week or something like that and uh and well, you want a metal well no like I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that like uh the jewel like cigarettes never made my throat or chest feel the way it does when I smoke a jewel and I because I, I try because I tried switching from cigarettes to the jewel as a smoking cessation device like they you know sell it as and it it never went that way it it just made me feel worse and then i was like well cigarettes never made my body feel like this so guess i'm getting rid of the jewel and going back to the real stuff i mean my excuse to continue to smoke even though i know it's fucking terrible for me is that in my occupation i've dealt with so many dangerous chemicals they're like you will get cancer if you touch this you know like and we'd get covered in sealant that was labeled as poisonous or just like, oh, yeah, your kidneys and your liver and your brain and your balls, like, yeah, cancer, all of them. So it's like, I think I'm in the clear to smoke. I think that's fine. <laughs> but, of course, like, you know, I'd end up living to, like, 95 with COPD. That'd be my luck. <laughs> right. Because, like, I don't – I'm not a comedian. I don't get up on stage and, and say shit, but the comedic irony is uh, is my entire life. You know, so I don't get to just roll the dice and look for luck. I got to evade this dark comical bullshit that follows me around with logic. And I'm fucking like, I'm considered clinically insane by myself. (laughs) So you don't even want to know what the experts think. Well, I'm like, I'm not going to do anything logical. Oh, no, I'll get into fights with counselors. I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm not going to pay you for your shitty opinions on my I know I'm fucked up. I don't need you to tell me that. Why am I here? I've I've been on the same boat as you, man. I uh, when I was a, I was a kid, they they wanted me to take some counseling stuff just because I had a uh, a one day I was <laughs> I murdered like half my classmates my mom, and then uh... my mom found actually it was funny. My mom was going I had through, it like, coming. My mom was going through like all old like school stuff, and uh, I used to like draw like Dicks? Scary, scary characters like uh, Jason yeah. and like uh, stuff like that. And this kid um, made fun of me or something, pissed me off. But he murdered him in the woods. The kid, no, well, <laughs> you would think that's what I did, but that's not what I did. Basically, this kid uh, had told us the story of Jack the Ripper, and then he made fun of me. So I wrote him a note and like 
put it in his locker saying that I was Jack the Ripper and that Jesus I was going to come Christ. find him. I didn't know who Jack the Ripper was. I thought it was just a I scary... I don't even know who you are I just anymore. That's hilarious. Like, I just thought it was a scary character. Yeah, no, fuck that kid. <laughs> and, and, and so um, I ended up having to go to freaking counseling because of that because they were like, oh, this kid's definitely fucked up in the head. <laughs> He's writing notes as Jack the Ripper to another, like, fifth grader or something like that. That's deep. And uh, I was like, I don't know. Like, when I got into the when I got into the whole thing, talking with the uh, the counselor, the counselor was like, he doesn't need to be here. Uh, this is just a weird situation. So it kind of, like, ended up, you know, helping me out, making me feel a little bit more normal because it freaked me out as a kid that I was right. like, getting taken to a counselor. I'm thinking about going to see a therapist. I got her number. I just haven't called her yet. Yeah, you're trying to right. hook up with her? No, like, I'm, I, I legitimately, like, there was one day, like, uh, you know, I know that you're you're sober for, what, two years now? Yeah, coming up, man. Yeah. Um, actually, Congrats. in exactly on one month. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Yeah. I mean, we can go down that rabbit hole. If you I'm, I'm working on, I'm cool. working on finding my own sobriety. I figured, you know, I'll give the therapist a try, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's good for people. But sober from alcohol, I'm still going to smoke pot and eat it. It's good saying. for people that. And that's probably terrible, but. <laughs> I think it's good for people that have a hard time uh, processing their emotions. Yeah, I, I just get real angry. I don't really process emotions. Yeah, that's because you think you're Jack the fucking Ripper dog. <laughs> I just yeah, you just you just kill hookers in Cockney alleys, man. That's how you process your emotions. I'm sitting here thinking about anytime They're he all fights buried with him, in the anytime, backyard. Anytime he fights with with his wife, she comes home and there's a letter on the refrigerator. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, I don't know. I just like I said, I I don't I don't really have any. I always think of myself as I, I don't have a lot of highs. I don't have a lot of lows. I just kind of stay pretty even keel. And, I mean, occasionally I'll get super pissed, like, but it's video games or something like that. Like, I don't ever really – stuff doesn't really fuck with me too much in, in regular everyday life. Well, I, I feel like everybody has – oh, God, I shouldn't even say this, but fuck it anymore. Like, I don't give a fuck about my reputation or trying to please See, that, people, that's man. But that like, I do I'm the same with. way. I like, do not care. everybody has – I, I really don't want to say this because I don't want to be put on a fucking watch list, but, like, everybody has a fucking Ted Kaczynski in them. Everybody <laughs> has a Marvin – but here's a more relatable one. Everybody has a Marvin Heemeyer in them, and a lot of people don't know that name. I do not. But that – that was the guy uh, that basically tank armored a bulldozer. Oh yeah, oh, shit. That guy destroyed half a town. There's actually a. I want to plug this. That guy's awesome. Um, there is a documentary, um, and actually a mockumentary, uh, coming out called Tread. It was a South by Southwest project, and I would very highly recommend anybody that is interested in this uh, to watch that. It should be coming out here. I. I believe sometime in 2020. But the thing was, this is a normal fucking guy, regular everyday Joe owned a muffler shop. I've listened to the tapes where he talks. He's a reasonable dude. He's just pissed. This, yeah, this town and you guys can do all the research you want on what happened, but basically he did everything in his power to appease townsfolk that wanted nothing more than to fuck him over, over a bad land bid at an auction so eventually he decided he's like well they fucked me out of my retirement 
they fucked me out of my business. What am I supposed to do? So him, just like all these other domestic terrorists, just got more angry and more angry, and they felt divided from the rest of the shit. They saw the world as crazy. So what do they do? They do the only thing that they feel that they can. They react out of a place of anger and violence to be heard, to make a point. And that was like switching over to Ted Kaczynski. That was what interested me about him. Ted, uh, Ted killer, Kaczynski right? was the uh, the Unabomber. Oh, uh, shit. And I'm an idiot. Also, listen to this guy's fucking manifesto. Holy shit, did he call it in 1995. What he said in his manifesto is happening today. I've and heard now, he was I'm a not, brilliant dude. He was. This is the thing. He was, he was uh, I believe he was a Harvard-grade mathematician. Holy shit. Harvard-trained. This guy was a genius. He was also involved in the MKUltra uh, trials in the 1960s done by the U.S. government. That's which, like if some you don't of the mind-control stuff, that, right? Yeah, which it's a real thing. Freedom of Information Act has basically said, yeah, we gave a bunch of people acid in the 60s to try to control their <laughs> minds. And it actually it worked on a lot of things. Even there was a book that just came out recently by um, I think Joe Rogan did a podcast with the fellow that wrote the book. Yeah, the Charles Manson thing. Yeah, yeah, dude. they were talking about like, that. Like they'd put him in brothels or something with a bunch of hookers, and then yeah, hookers would go yeah. in the bathroom and they'd spray it. Yeah. Well, oh. there's there's a lot of correlation that you can't that you can't turn your back on. Like I think the way that I even got started on conspiracy theories and this darker shit was when I started questioning 9/11 and looking at all the evidence and listening oh, that's, to engineers. That's the intro. And that's the intro conspiracy. Is that how now. I get into it? Oh yeah. Okay. Because well, it's because it's, it's, it's almost like I mean, there's so much evidence that shows that it is a conspiracy. Hmm. Right. It it just feels like the more evidence that came out, it just felt like it was sloppily done. And there's like, listen, if we do a huge event, nobody's going to question it because of patriotism, because of a nationalistic idea that we can get people behind. It's so fucking terrible. You don't want to think that the people that are supposed to be in charge of your well-being could in any way have either helped orchestrate or fully orchestrated something as terrible as that. But we've seen through the Freedom of Information Act that, you know, even going back before Vietnam, Project Paperclip, bringing Nazi scientists over, giving them immunity, and building up programs like the Manhattan Project and NASA. Um, Oh, God, you know, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. There was never a fucking boat in Vietnam firing on any of our Navy vessels. We shot off our cannons and basically decided we're going to war. Like, there's, there's all these little things, all these little events, and as time has gone on, you know, the bar has been getting moved further and further and further as to what is acceptable. I mean, even in the 50s, there were talks of having false flag operations on U.S. soil basically for a, a fucking reason to go invade Cuba and kill Fidel Castro, which, if you guys don't know, there were 264 attempts by the United States on Fidel Castro's life. Fuck, I did not and I'm know talking that. like some, for that guy some for acme it. shit. 
they tried to do some some roadrunner. They tried to drop a, on this a piano on him for sure. Yeah, exploding cigars, pianos. They tried to hire a hooker to kill him. Um, no, and in that that uh, that's all like some crazy shit that I think that um, we need to do a specific episode based all on that conversation. Like yeah, that man, kind of would stuff. you be interested in coming back with us? Absolutely, especially man, you know. especially when we can all get into studio because it's way more fun in the studio as opposed to over the phone. And get Jacob involved right. too. Right, we are uh, <clears throat> we're at about an hour and and two minutes. So before we go, I just wanted to uh, let you give a you know any kind of uh, shout out that you want to at all about anything that you're trying to work on. And if it's not anything that you're working on, I appreciate you joining the show, man. So yeah, thanks for doing this, bud. I appreciate it. Give yourself a plug or give anything that you want to plug out there. Yeah, right. Thanks fellas. Like I do appreciate this. And you know, it's funny that we were supposed to uh, actually do this show on nine 11 of oh, last yeah. year. That's right. And of course we- it fell through the floor. Um, <laughs> You know, I with everything going on, I don't even want to plug myself. Okay. You know, like I just want to tell anybody who's listening, things might get bad, guys. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they might. Our economy is having some issues, but try to take not an optimistic, but a positive mindset within a larger mindset of realism. This is telling. Everything that's going on right now is very telling of where we are as a country, where we are as individuals. Take this time to soul search. Take this time to refine a hobby. Take this time, a literal vacation for some of us being given by the government. Take this opportunity. Yeah, and I I even, like, I I mean, I took this, I'm taking an opportunity of this downtime to learn how to do other stuff because I want to start a Twitch channel where I play a character. Like I know that it's already being done by those, those really famous guys out there. Like uh, what is it? Dr. Disrespect or whatever. He's the fucking coolest um, guy ever. Just a, there's a bunch do of it, people man. out there and there's uh James cared uh, live, lift game. He hasn't been online recently, but I know he's going to come back and he's going to come back firing on the, uh, the Twitch stream and, I just I think it's going to be fun. Um, Johnny I think is going to join as well. We're going to be college football coaches, and I like I'm not kidding, dude. I'm thinking of all kinds of like almost even like uh, sitcommy type little like videos that we can do, like kind of like The Office, where you know like a we're going to do our Twitch stream where people can actually watch the games happen, where we're you know our teams are competing on the virtual gridiron, but then also like interviewing like post game interviews like oh man uh, how did you feel like your team did today well they left it out there on the field uh there's just no you you can't really hold back this guy and blah 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 and you know i'm just i think it's something that's going to be really exciting as a twitch stream yeah. plus all the other social media stuff involved i think we'll get people really involved in it and and uh you know i can play a character i can do acting like i wanted <laughs> to do so it's it's kind of all kind of coming into one thing and and uh, if this COVID-19 hadn't happened, I would have been out. We would have been doing shows in the public and having a good time. I probably would have been continuing to pursue stand-up comedy at a uh, low level. And, uh, 
you know, at least this has kind of given me a little bit more of time to figure out what the 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 future is for this show and for everything else, as well as well, and, uh, playing a character in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I'm, we're I'm thinking. I'm, I can't wait. I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff that I can do at home, and in case this lasts longer than it's supposed to, and also so that I can I can be a part of all this stuff, anyways. Well, that that's the beauty of it. If you're passionate about something and you're motivated enough to, you know, do the necessary research to not cut corners. Like I'm, I'm no legendary swordsmith. I'm not the most amazing mechanic. I've been cooking for 14 years on and off. I'm not the best cook, but the thing is, you were while we were at Montana Mike's though. (laughs) I appreciate it, man, but I worked there for one day after training. I, I enjoy what I do. I put my effort into it. I do my research and it over time, like I get better at this shit, you know, and that's just the thing. You got to stick with it, but to be mindful of yourself, to be mindful of the current time that we're in, to be mindful of what can I do with right now? What am I not doing? And the biggest thing that I could ever tell anybody is Look at your demons. Look at the bullshit, and don't just focus on it. Look at the good stuff too, but weigh it out. You know, um, Louis C.K. would always say, "I had to take inventory of myself." Everything you're That's saying you right now do. is what I say to myself when I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> I swear to God, yeah, it I, changes dude, my, it changes me for. Long embrace time. the crazy. Yeah. Embrace the fucking insanity within yourself. Shake hands with it and continue to walk. Indeed. You don't have to be a goddamn thing in this world. You have to be you, but in order to do that, you have to find out who the fuck you are. Right. That's so important. And the biggest part is just simply being honest with what you've done, where you've been, where you want to go. Just be honest about it. Talk to yourself about it. Be the fucking crazy son of a bitch that you are. Now, don't pick up a deer rifle and go find a clock tower. Don't be that crazy <laughs> son of a bitch. Don't be that guy. But be you and be balanced. Find that balance within you because, like we were saying earlier, I was a drunk. I was hapless. I was suicidal. I've still got fucking issues. I'm a work in progress, but I'm worth it because I think that I'm worth it, and I have found that worth. And I find it every fucking day. And I'm ready to run through a fucking wall right now. I was going to say, can I hire you as my life coach, homie? God damn. (laughs) Right? Come on, guys. Let's go do some run. I want to be Rex Kwando, man. That's who I want to be. I want to dress up like Rex and just have that level of confidence every fucking day. You want to get a roundhouse to the face wearing these bad boys? I didn't think so. Yeah, but unfortunately, I just end up being Uncle Rico. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm Uncle Rico too, dude. Don't worry. I'll never forget my college, my college football days. Uh, But no, uh, I I I love you joining the show. Thanks for coming on, man. We're gonna hop off of here. My phone's about to die. I don't want you to uh, get just cut off by us. Um, But yeah, thank you for everybody listening. If you get a chance, make sure you share this with a family member friend or somebody you don't like maybe you don't like the show and you want them to have a bad time share it with those people too uh johnny thank you for coming to the show how did you feel it went man man seth you're a fascinating person and i'm grateful that you took the chance 
Thank you. I love it, man. I appreciate, I, it. I appreciate you guys having me. I well, really yeah. do. We'll have to get you in studio as soon as that's possible. We'll be getting that going here soon. We will see you all next week. Thanks for editing Lo- this, BJ. I <laughs> love you, freaks and savages. Good night. Peace out. <laughs>What's up, guys? This is Josh. And I'm Laura. We're from My True Crime Obsession. What a crazy time right now. It is. It's the insane world out is there. mad. So hopefully you guys are staying safe and staying quarantined and uh, listening to your favorite podcast while you're stuck inside. Absolutely. I know I've been catching up on all my favorites. Oh, absolutely. My favorite place to go right now is over to the Magic Squirrel Network. Because there is a lot of stuff going on over there. So please shoot over there and take a listen to everyone on that network. And while you're at it, make sure to check us out on Instagram at My True Crime Obsession Podcast, Facebook at My True Crime Obsession, and Twitter at My True Crime Pod. Wow, all those places? All those places. Sweet. I'm and so many more. Out. I'm going to check it out. Also, you can listen to us on your favorite platform, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Podbean is a big one for us. We're out there. Please check it out. Please follow us. Be safe. Meantime, you are listening to... My True Crime Obsession. See Bye you, guys. guys. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash juice in the morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. Hey, Juice in the Morning fam. Do you like affordable, stylish sunglasses? Juice in the Morning has partnered with Midwest Shades to bring you a special deal. By using promo code JUICE10, you'll be eligible for 10% off your entire order. Go to MidwestShades.com, use promo code JUICE10 to order your shades, and start getting compliments on your look today.